0: It's not exactly correct to say that the United States has become a banana republic. More accurately, it's become a federal democratic banana republic where the politically powerful treat the country as their personal fruit orchards. Take Rudy Giuliani, the former mob buster now charged in Georgia like a mobster under the state's racketeer influenced and corrupt organization act. His honors life has come full circle. Rudy, who used Rico to break the rackets, is now accused of racketeering in his role as a MAGA flunky. Giuliani was once known as the pugnacious, incorruptible United States attorney in New York during the 1980s. His investigation into public corruption there drove the Queensboro president to suicide by plunging a steak knife into his own heart. Giuliani famously took down the Gambino and Bonanno crime families. He perp-walked the phalanx of Wall Street grifters for insider trading. As the mayor of New York City, you may recall, America's mayor, reminding the country in the aftermath of 9-11 not to hate, not to go to the Muslim quarters of America and commit violence. All this as George Bush cowered somewhere in a bunker. But that was another life, another role, another time in America. Giuliani now is known as the guy whose hair dye runs like melting candle wax, the creepo caught with his hands in his pants in the Borat movie. Rudy is now charged as the besotted consigliere of the Trump family, the frothing meathead who called for a trial by combat on January 6th. Trump has big problems to be sure. He got booked this afternoon in Fulton County, but Rudy's troubles look worse. The Don has millions of supporters who send him tens of millions of crumpled hard-earned dollar bills to help fight with his 91 felony charges in four different jurisdictions. Rudy, not so much. Reports have it that Giuliani went hat-in-hand to Mar-a-Lago begging the boss for a handout to help defray his mounting legal bills only to be sent home by the boss empty-hatted. After serving as an advisor to Trump during his 2016 campaign and his early administration, Giuliani joined the president's personal legal team in 2018. When wild claims of collusion with Putin's security apparatus were leveled against Trump, I held my tongue and my pen. If the Big Orange was in fact a Manchurian candidate for the Russian pinkos, I wanted it rooted out. We all did, I think. As it turns out, Hillary Clinton meddled more with the election than Vladimir Putin could ever hope to. It's beyond me why the Brooklyn district attorney has not charged her with falsified billing and campaign felonies in connection with the Steele dossier, the bogus Steele dossier, I might add, as the same as the Manhattan district attorney has done with Trump in connection with hush payments to a porn star. The fake collusion story drove Trump and Giuliani mad as if to return the favor, the duo unhinged the public with cockamamie stories about a stolen election, which brings me to the Bidens with all the stinking smoke, the laptop. Photographs, burner phones, dummy email addresses, text messages, the web of bank accounts, the suspicious action, banking reports, dinners with oligarchs and business associates, father and son trips on Air Force Two, phone calls to discuss the weather, the testimony from Hunter Biden's business associates. All this deserves a thorough and vigorous investigation, not only of Hunter, but of Joe. The Biden family was working business deals with American adversaries in China, Kazakhstan, and Russia. We're not talking Canada, France, or Japan here. I doubt the stoneless special counsel, David Weiss, will get to the bottom of things. I just don't. Remember, Weiss was not going to charge Hunter Biden with any crimes until the IRS whistleblowers showed themselves. Then there's the nexus of big media, Big tech, the intelligence agencies colluding to squelch the laptop story as Russian disinformation in the 11th hour of the 2020 election. We now know former CIA boss Michael Morrell concocted the phony letter signed by 50 other spy bosses because he wanted Joe Biden to, quote, win the election, unquote. Think about that. Joseph Stalin could do no better. America has become a country of cabbages and kings.
1: Live from downtown Detroit,
2: it's
3: no PS news Out! with my main man, Stony. Oh God! No
0: bullshit.
4: Double
3: of- no bullshit. Double no
0: bullshit. Alright, let's take care of some capitalism. Hall Financial's proud to announce Michigan's first no-fee home loan exclusive to Hall Financial clients. The no-fee plan applies to both new purchases and refinances. With the no-fee plan, you'll stay locked into the no-fee program, ensuring you don't pay fees to Hall Financial when it's time to refinance. Think about that. If you aren't working with Hall Financial on your home loan, you're overpaying. The no fee loan applies to both new purchases and refinances. Uh, Call -CALL 866-CALL-HALL or chat online. You can actually chat online, folks. It's the 21st century. Go to callhallfirst.com slash Charlie. Yeah, Uh, capital C or not. Doesn't matter. All right, also. You're overpaying for your insurance. I know you are because you're not using legacy. I use legacy. Mark uses legacy. Karen uses legacy. Bernie uses legacy. Karos uses legacy. And I know Perry Johnson over here, quality guru is going to be calling legacy once I tell him what. You know what they do at Perry? They shop for you. It doesn't cost you anything extra. They find, I got $2,000 cheaper, more insurance, $2,000 cheaper, bro. I mean, I'm not a cabillionaire. <laughs> Even Kabillion, a quality guru, this is a quality shop. They do the shopping, they stay with you, they give you their phone number, so like, mm, it floods because we have shitty infrastructure in Michigan, right, because we don't pay. Um, you, you can call Alex over there and he'll get to you. He'll get to you. So, you can go to LegacyPartnersInsurance.com or call 586-209-4106, stop overpaying, and when you save money, figure out how to invest it. We. It takes some brains to know how to do it. That's why you call financial specialists, and I have one to offer you, one I use, Luke Nowacki. (laughs) This message of Uplift is brought to you by business and personal wealth advisor, Luke Nowacki, who reminds you that what does it profit a man to gain the whole world, but never enter the kingdom of God? But while you're waiting, Nowacki wants you to remember that overreaction is not a sound financial strategy. So call Luke Nowacki at 248-663-4748 for sound financial advice. I did. All right. How, how, how are those, Perry? Take one. Loud. loud. Okay, okay, take... One. I have good hearing. I, okay, I but hear I don't know it. if you'll be able to hear Richard, but that's... Okay, fine. Here's what we're doing. We've got a little economic debate, I think. Okay, so what we have with us is the old friend of the show, Professor Richard Wolf. Hey, uh, Richard, I looked it up. Do you know what the New York Times calls you? Yes. What?
5: They said that America's most well-known Marxist economist.
0: That's right. America's most prominent Marxist economist. Prom- Richard Wolf, friend of the show. Very bright man. I would say borders on genius. I, Marxism is the best repudiation of capitalism, except you know, Perry. The solution always ends up in a train to the gulag. That's my only beef with it. That's my only beef with it. It's, pretty big beef. it's a pretty beef. <laughs> it's a huge beef. beef. Yeah. <laughs> and we have Perry Johnson, uh, currently the Republican presidential so candidate from Michigan, known as the quality guru and a self-made billionaire. Cabillionaire. Mm, <laughs> Just whisper. I'm, I'm not sure. <laughs> Jesus. See,
2: God. rich people never tell you how much they're worth.
0: That's why they're rich.
2: I know, but they never talk about that. Ask me how much I'm worth. No, okay. How much are you worth? I'm rich. rich?
0: <laughs> so listen, I, I I just wanted to talk about the economy real quick. It's it's the number one issue uh, in the world, mm-hmm. not just Michigan, Detroit, or the United States. So I said, why not? Because. We want to get to Perry and what's been going on in Iowa and they cheated him out of the debate stage. I don't think you miss much, brother, but... Um, so I'm like, well, why don't we have Perry, the capitalist, and Richard, the socialist, together and we we'll discuss some things. So I want to call this bit Professor Pinko and Perry Winkle. Are you guys good with it? Okay. Fire away. Okay. <laughs> All
3: okay. right.
0: Let me see, I need to see Richard too because I love the guy, he looks like Dan Panna there. We should have sent you to Maui. Instead of sleepy Jill. All right, guys. Um the credit agencies have downgraded regional banks last week and week before th- all this month. So we're talking specifically in Michigan, the ones we use Fifth Third Bank, Comerica, Huntington. Right? The outlook is bad. Part of it has to do with 80% of all commercial real estate holdings are owned by the regional banks. So what does this mean going forward i'm I'm gonna start i'm gonna start with you richard what does it mean when the regional banks are now starting to rumble where where do you think this is headed
5: well i think we have been kicking the down, down the proverbial road a long time you know covid has been with us now for three years it would have been kind of obvious to understand that a plague of this dimension would raise the question, can you work safely in the confines of a typical high rise office building? And the answer that at least half the American people have now decided is no, I'm not gonna do it. I'm gonna stay home. And we now know that the economic system of the United States, with half of the people who used to go to work not doing it anymore, is doing just as well as it did before the pandemic. We're learning that the rules of the capitalist system, sticking millions of people in little cubicles in airless office buildings, was never necessary and shouldn't have been done. But the bottom line now is that the banks who funded the office buildings can't get their money back
3: because nobody
5: is renting those places and nobody looks like they're going to anytime soon. And that means huge amounts billions, hundreds of billions of dollars are sitting, waiting to fall apart when the interest isn't paid and the principal isn't paid either.
0: I'm going to say this, though, Perry. Richard makes a point, but I don't agree with it, which is we never needed to stick people in buildings. We did. Zoom came around during the pandemic. It, It was upon us. But I'm thinking not only our banks overextended with with bad loans that the Federal Reserve policy, the the, the fact that we kept interest rates artificially low and banks invested their deposits in 10-year Treasury bonds at 1%, all of a sudden you now got to pay, you know, little guys like me and Richard for our deposits. We want them back and we're starting to draw them out and they're screwed. They don't have our deposits. Well, I will explain this. And I'm going to take
4: probably about five or six minutes to explain. No,
0: can't do that. Can't do five or six. It's got to be concise because not everybody out there is Okay, a, we've got two
4: forces at work. Okay. Two forces at play. He's right about the fact that we have a lot
0: of people that are not going to, into the buildings. Let's pause there for a moment. I'm sorry, but I told you it's going to be freewheeling. Richard, Richard, Professor Pinko, and Capitalist Periwinkle agree I just want everybody to hear that, Perry. You've been in Iowa for months. We agree on so much. And I just, every time there's something that's agreed upon, I need to point out. Go ahead. I apologize. Go ahead. I don't think we agree on much on this. Okay. Other than the fact that we... (laughs) I disagree about that.
4: (laughs) he's, He's right that in COVID, the people didn't go to work. But the productivity of the United States is down. The workforce participation is down. We're at 62.4%. You know,
0: we are in Detroit, 38%. I, I digress. Go ahead, sir.
4: Bottom line is, when you don't have the people working, you lower productivity. And by the way, uh, let's take the mortgage business, for example. We know that when people go to work in the mortgage business, the overall productivity of that business goes up roughly 50%, which is why it is mandatory to go to work if you work for uh, Rock Financial, or United Wholesale, because we know in the mortgage business, you have to go to work. In certain areas, you have to have people there because they work better when they come into work and work together in the group. But the more important issue here relates to the fact that the government decided to print money. They increased the money supply by
0: 40%. Wait, remember, these regular people are listening. Richard, you get in on this. You so agree. So think about wait, this. Wait, 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 wait. If Just, I don't
4: supply any goods I got to make services. sure the guy
0: driving in his car, the gal driving in a car with the kids gets this. We increased the money supply by 40%. Gentlemen, Richard, get in here if you will. Meaning. With no goods or services. Th- there was so many amount of dollars that existed on earth. And we simply, by a keystroke from the Fed, decided we've got 40% more money. Right? Correct. Right, Richard?
5: Yeah, but what, what, what uh, my esteemed... With no esteemed, goods services. Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Why did they do that? You know, they didn't just. Well, wait, first of, of all, they, Richard,
0: wait a minute. You're, you're, you're breaking I'm the rules of, of you, this no, is what no, they no. did. No, no, no. See, you guys are arguing. You're see, Richard agrees. You agree with what Perry said. We absolutely would... Nothing behind it created 40% more dollars, right?
5: Absolutely. Oh, look at this shit. Okay. Uh,
0: yeah. Who wants to go
4: next? And when you do that... Think about it. If you have more money without any goods or services for that money, the prices go up. So the government caused the inflation. Right. For 20 years, we couldn't
5: get the inflation. So let me go like this. See if you guys agree with this, Richard. They do not. This is like this. That's just raw. Okay, go on. That's just raw. The government has been increasing the money supply at least since the great crash of 2008 and nine. That's true. That means a good 12 years. And for most of those 12 years, while it was increasing the money supply, we had no inflation. So the argument that money supply in the last
0: three years, that's just no, no, no. I think he agrees. Well, he, he, he's saying, he's saying the last three years, it, it went up almost exponentially, but, I say, since 2008, since world economic collapse and all the bullshit we did, we've been living like dope addicts. We've just been stealing from ourselves. Like inflation begins with well, you know, it's, it's been going since we went on, it right there. The money supply increased, 40 percent. Yes. Okay, let In me the do last this. two years. OK, let's go like this. How much has money supply increased since 2008? Go ahead and ask your friend over there, okay. that, that AI no. thing.
4: No, I'm going to ask the money supply increase from, 2000 to 2000, from 2008 to 2020. Okay, because How's this that? is what Richard's saying. What is the overall money supply increase from 2000 to 2008? No, from 2008 to present. What is the overall money supply increase from 2008 to 2020?
0: Three. Perry. No, my argument is- No, no, just get the number. Like It's 40% in the last three years, as you say. Richard's making a point. We've been living on borrowed time for 15 freaking years. And when everybody out there Absolutely. driving, right? Everybody's out there trying to blame the last guy in office. It's, it's the system is what he's saying. And Perry, that's what you're saying. No, what I'm saying is- in, you Did you look get right the number here. yet? Did you get the number yet? Uh, actually, it said it fell.
5: That's not correct. That that's means. not correct at all. <laughs> that's just what it, it says. No, no.
4: This is what it says. The money supply, the money supply increased. Oh, from the year two thousand to two two thousand twenty to two thousand twenty three, we increased our money supply by a greater margin than we did in the previous forty years. Well, that's true. But again,
0: see, you gotta listen. In three to me years, to... we increased you the money. We in the previous we forty do years. Did you? You want to be my president? You gotta listen to me. <laughs> y- yes. It, you're right. You're right. From 20 to 2023, the money supply increased 40%. Richard's saying- No, no. This no, from 20 to 23 in three years. 20, that's what I said. 20 to 23. But from 2008 to 2020, it probably increased. Hey, Richard, give me a ballpark, baby. Look at
5: oh, it usually increased. It really increased in large amounts. Everybody in that business knows that the Federal Reserve was pumping money in, and it was I, doing it. I'm to look it, it up, guys. You got to
0: look it up. Wait
5: a minute. It hoped by not letting the money supply do anything other than go up to prevent the crash of 2008 and nine from plunging us into a depression. I don't like that policy either, but that's why they did it.
4: How much did the money supply increase from 2008 to 2020?
5: Three. <laughs> Not
4: 23.
2: No, because there, it did 20 to 23. I'm, I'm telling,
4: my argument is just, this. The um, money supply increased in the last three years five, more five, than it six, did in the previous 40 years,
0: collectively. Now, now if you watch this, yeah, Richard's saying, Richard, um, if I might that the money supply, the, the, the shit we just printed from 2008 to 2023 is probably, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna guess. I'm Google, they call me google a Google. Googster. I'm gonna bet it's 60, 75, maybe 100%. Richard, what do you think?
5: Yeah, it's very high and there was no inflation.
0: Wait a minute, you know wait re- a minute, you're a professor of, of, of communism, you don't know the number?
5: Well, the number for each year, you know, you add it up and you yeah, multiply I mean, and you I mean, adjust. And that's what it is, what, what the exact number is for those particular years. No, I'd make a guess it's in the same neighborhood as his 40 percent. The point is, okay, it doesn't you just matter. OK, I'm going to read it. Okay, yeah, I'm I'm read had, it. You had no inflation at that time. So look, let me put it this way. The question is, who's responsible for that inflation? my colleague here wants us to believe it's the awful nasty federal reserve i got news for you when you have an inflation when corporations raise prices and they're the ones who make the decision what the price of everything is so if you have an inflation the first place you look is how and why corporations are jacking up the price and you and i know why because that's how you make more profit. Okay, now
0: Richard, then, look. Oh, I get these two old last guys.
5: Step, last step. <laughs> we we, we never really agree. It's like the California
4: everything. Gold Rush. Why was everything so expensive out there? Because they had more of a supply of money than they had of goods. And when the supply of money is greater than the supply of goods, the prices go up. That's right. I think, we, I
0: think we agree. You're, but
5: so, oh, Richard, that, you know what that, that's an that's a mistake. That's simply a mistake. That that pretends that the people who make the decision, what is the price of a ton of steel, what is the price that the corporations who make those decisions don't want to be held accountable. They don't want us to understand that if you have an inflation, it's because the business community wants to make money that way. Well, there there, like there, there, to-
0: there is there is that, but uh, everybody community always, always m- hey, to make Hey, who now looking here? Now we would have had deflation had the government not printed more money. Exactly. I agree with, I, well, see, I was looking at Perry, watch what, this? this, wait a minute, damn it. I was looking at Perry like you're absolutely correct. And then he said in my ear, I'm absolutely correct. We fucking agree, guys, we agree. What's going on in the country is we're trying to live like we used to live and we just don't have it. Yes or no, yes or no. The
4: bottom line is we don't have the productivity that we had before. The so that's a has gone down. Is that a yes or a no? So we have lower productivity from the people that, and we have a money supply that's greater I feel like than Brett the goods Baird. and
0: services. <laughs> I'm, I'm, no, the, no, I'm, the, I'm, the prices are I gonna go We're All right, up. All right we're, moving, we're moving on now. Okay, number two. Since we're talking about regional banks, okay? Regional banks, commercial real estate, high interest rates, Big cost for construction. When you raise
4: the interest rate, you always put pressure on banks. So now what we got, I,
0: I want this. I, I want Professor Pinko and Periwinkle the capitalist. Detroit is trying to get Michigan to crack open its property tax, okay? Headley, as you know. And what we're gonna do, led by Detroit, is we're gonna triple the tax on land and cut the tax on the structure by 30% and this is supposed to magically create development. In a time when inflation is high, interest rates are high, commercial real estate shit. I will go first with the professor. Sir, you, you, you looked at the plan, you've read about it. What do you make of it? It's simplistically, Michigan's looking to you. This is the biggest deal going that nobody knows. What do you make of this plan?
5: This is a way to distract people from the fundamental problem of urban systems depending on the property tax. By fooling around with whether you're gonna base it on the land or the structures on the land as well as the land, you distract people from what the obvious problem has been for decades. We have what we call a property tax, but we do not in fact levy that tax on the most important property that rich people have. We lever—we put the tax on land and buildings. And you know what we don't put the property tax on? Stocks and bonds. Why in the world call something a property tax when you take the property that the rich people have the most of? 10% of our people own 80% of the shares. And you don't put that in the tax base. If we put that property that belongs in the tax space into it, adding that to the land and the buildings. You could then bring the tax down on land and buildings that the mass of people depend on and raise it finally on the people who are the wealthiest and own the intangible property. That's what stocks and bonds are called and make them pay the the fair share that they should have been paying all along. Perry,
4: what do you... Stocks and... The stocks and the bonds are used to support businesses that provide work and employment and productivity for the nation. So What about we, the
0: tax plan? I, I know- they, I, they
4: pay tax on their profits. No, no, this new, at,
0: what do you think about uncapping Headley? This is a I I, I know like, I surprised oh, you. talking way. about that,
4: that, well, when we talk about, I the just, only thing I can agree with what he said is that it is nonsense to just talk about deciding to tax one area of land or the building. I mean, all they've done is try to figure out another way to get the same tax. It's If it's they really even get venomous. that.
0: Even if, if they get that. You're rewarding a guy with skyscrapers that aren't worth anything, like you said. Well... The, right, Like you said, nobody's going into the office anymore.
4: If the value of the building goes down, the tax is supposed to go down. Right. Because it's supposed to be based on the value of the building. Right. Right? And we know that it's but all they, but, a capitalization. So yeah. whatever the market cap is of that building. Now, it turns out that a lot of these buildings that used to be worth a billion dollars, certainly in New York, aren't full. Right. So if now you only have a 60% occupancy rate, now it's no longer worth a billion dollars. It's worth probably somewhere around 70% of so, a billion. So
0: you, a guy that owns a big portfolio of buildings, is obviously a... No, no, actually, of, actually, actually, I do, no, I do not No, you don't, own, you don't. I'm speaking general. I don't general. own a lot. I own no, th- those that do, the real estate moguls, of course you're going to lobby the government really do something to lower my portfolio, but I, I, gentlemen, am against the everyday working person whose investment is their home. Don't be fucking around with our, our tax Not pay. only that, you first of all have not to Not only have, that you said, but not but only you that. You have to have the ability of people
4: to live. So you start trying to tax people that don't have enough money to basically live, I think you're creating
0: a huge problem. Pause. Did you hear that, Richard? Don't, don't go on
5: a soliloquy me. here. Did you hear that? I did you hear I that? I heard it. But it's not exactly did, a, it's it's a simple we question, Richard. We have a tax system that is has squeezed Richard, the middle did, and the lower. did you hear
0: that? Richard, yes, did you I hear, heard. Richard, did you hear that? Yeah, you, I heard it. You guys it. agree with that? You both, you men, stop warring with each other. You both just said we're, we're taxing people that can barely afford to get their families through why can't you love each other the tie's nice the
5: dashiki's nice the dashiki. but look i mean here's where we carly here's where we disagree okay that's fine. i made a clear point that if you if you have a hundred thousand dollar house and land you pay a property tax if you sell that house and land, and you take the hundred thousand and you buy shares of stock, you don't pay any property tax. What the hell is that about? That rewards the people who have the stocks and bonds. And again, 10% nobody is of making our any people-
4: money on your house. When you own a house, you and you stay in that house, you're not providing employment That's- to anyone. You're not providing jobs. That is not a generator no, 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 of no. jobs you, or every- money for the At country law. or for At anybody else. That is what home. property wow. is. I didn't wow. no, no, no right I disagree. It's just a home. You I must, disagree have- because,
0: I disagree gentlemen, because that's the, the hub in the hive of your productivity. Mm-hmm. That that's my shelter, that's where I raise my people, that's where we cook exactly. the breakfast, but it's the, the root of everything. If
4: we do not have businesses for people to work, they don't earn income. And the idea is for people to invest in businesses so they can supply jobs for other people who then earn enough money to be able to live. Okay,
0: where's my bulb? Oh, ding 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 ding. He's got that. Richard, um your thoughts on that. That's a-
5: that's, that's a crock of nonsense. If you don't have people with the money to buy the product of a business, then that business can't survive. So don't tell me we need businesses. We need the mass of people only, to do if a the business work. Provide, provide ding, the ding, ding, know, a the business provides... He's got his 30-second rebuttal, only Perry. only
4: exist if they can the business, have people that no, no, want no, the service the or business business,
5: man, the, the business. Really, businessman is the middle man. The businessman is the middle between so that's the, the bell? worker who does the work... And the worker who buys the product, the middleman, it tries to play the two ends against each other, which is why working people are on the short end of no, the stick. No, I don't stick. think you understand and, the
4: principle
0: of capitalism. And, no, it works. Oh, well, well, we'll get back to that. We'll get way. Oh, OK. We'll, we'll, get, well, no, listen, ladies and gentlemen, as much as I'm, we're trying to make this entertaining, this man is a titan on, on business quality figuring out how to hone it and make it work, productivity. This man, Richard Wolff, is an expert on economic systems and what works. and what This, this is huge. You, you're just sitting here going, what am I doing here? Richard, the first time he came on, I was like, what am I doing here? This is huge. I've got titans here. Now, we're going to come back. And we're going to talk about the UAW and the strike. I mean, very big, not only to Detroit, to Michigan. Auto and auto-related parts are 3 4% of gross domestic product. And the next segment is brought to you by the bricklayers and uh, allied craft workers of local Two, Michigan who are looking for hardworking men and women through the state of Michigan. Trowel trades, starting at 26 an hour plus benefits. Earn while you learn Experienced tradesmen and women in building new or restored masonry, tile, marble, or terrazzo, caulking, finishing concrete, make anywhere between 26 and 37 an hour plus bennies like Blue Cross Blue Shield, two pensions, and an annuity. I don't know how they can do that anymore, Perry, but that's, that's what it says here on the copy. So listen, you, you, you call them and you make sure this is true. That's what they're telling me. I had my nephew. Richard, I had my nephew make a call here, so we'll see. I would do it. I got paint, I got cement, I like to work labor a couple days a week, just so I, I'm down with the masses, bro, in case they start, they start crawling into, they, Richard's got a doorman and he's got a gate, and I don't think that can stop hungry people, so don't be one of them, learn how to work with your hands and build stuff, because robots can't do it. Yes. uh referrals yes. for and signing bonuses two thousand for a journeyman thousand for experienced apprentices visit bricklayers.org slash they no slash, There's no slash. Oh. Okay. nice they respect me i don't got to do a slash <laughs> pandering just tell them charlie <laughs> sent you okay boys uaw this is huge the teamsters just squeezed ups they got a nice deal the uaw Close it put meat on both of our bones, bro. It did. UAW They got fire again. They got fire in their belly. They've been taking shit for 20 years. They now want well here's here's their offer. I want a 40% raise. A I want a 40% work. raise. Oh, yeah, dude, listen to this. <laughs> I want I want 32-hour work week. I want cradle to grave health insurance. I want a pension. Um Go ahead, Perry. You're telling me they're asking for that right now? That's what they put on the table. Well, oh, and I, they want to get rid of the two-tier system, right? The old guy makes his money and the new guy comes in at 16 an hour. Go ahead, Perry. Well, you, I know this one. You could talk for hours. Yes. This is your wheels. The bottom line is very bottom simple. Bottom line, thank you.
4: The way our system works is you have to be able to produce a product at a price that people are willing to pay. If you can't produce a product at a price that make sense. So you have to then say to yourself, can I go and have a business which makes the product, give the workers what they ask, and still sell the product? Keep in mind that you now have all these non-union areas and you have to compete against them. Mm -hmm. And if they end up having substantially lower cost than you do, then your car's, Are not sellable because it's not, you aren't in a situation where the company can make
0: any profit at all. It's called competition. So bottom line, what do you think of this original, this? They don't really expect to
4: get it. The way it works in negotiation is very Mm -hmm. straightforward. (laughs) You start out with something that is really ridiculous and they are not going to have any chance of ever getting. (laughs) and you work your way down. And I've been through these negotiations. And what's really comical is they go on for a long time. You can negotiate often for like three months. And very little is done. You're moving a a micron. And then in the matter of the last couple of hours, you have accomplished an exponential amount. And then all of a sudden in the last uh, hour, when you really have to make a decision, the last 30 minutes, you have made remarkable progress. But that is the way negotiations work. They have worked that way for as long as I can remember.
2: But shouldn't you always ask for more than what you want? They're always so going to ask for I mean, more, of course. What are they a- going to a- do? A- anyway.
4: You're going to say, I want a 5% raise, and the guy's going to back it. Oh, no, I'm going to give you more than that. I'll give you a 10% raise. Well, no. That's never going to happen. Okay, well, sense.
0: no, no, no. Hey, uh, Richard, let me let me tee it up for you here. Um, labor, especially factory labor, have been taking it up the ass for decades. Is this an over-ask?
5: Not at all. Ha, ha,
0: ha, ha, ha. Oh, my God. Don't mug! Don't mug! Okay, well, you can do it. It's great for ratings. Go ahead. Do it.
5: They go broke. Wait a minute. Yeah, no. I'm I'm really enjoying the uh, upset of my colleague here because he's not aware that the world has changed. He doesn't understand what's going on. Here it is simply. The world right now has what's called an overcapacity of producing automobiles. If there's a strike in the United States, if those companies don't give those workers 40% or what or close to what they're asking, there will be a strike. And if there's a strike, the American automobile industry, which has shrunk enormously over the last 40 years, let's all be clear about that, will disappear. The Chinese, the Japanese, and the Europeans are waiting for that. You better be very careful. If you believe you can muscle the working class forever, it's always in history been shown you can do it for a long time and then the conditions arrive and the moment arrives and you can't do it. And we as a nation and the automobile companies as an industry are at that moment now. That's why you had the settlement at UPS. That's why you're watching Starbucks and Amazon face unionization they've never seen before. We're in a different place. The United States is not what it was. And the dreams of a MAGA one way or another are fantasies.
0: Now... Here's the middle view of both of you guys. Mine is this. The working person has been taking up the ass forever. Cut back, cut back, wages don't keep track with inflation. That that, this is all true, right? Benefits, they disappear. As you said, international competition, that's the deal. We created that competition. But now we're in times of record profits for the auto companies. Mm right? We've had the two-tier system forever. They don't pay corporate income tax. Like, GM pays, like, zero to Michigan and they paid zero to the federal government. Okay, you get subsidies for your EVs, right? Okay, I gotta wait for you to pay tax. Pay me something. Mm -hmm. So, I'm in between. I know what you're doing and I know what you're doing and I love you guys. I do. And I like to think right here in this room is where the middle ground is. But the company's got to pay something. And instead of paying it to the government, I'm not a commie. You know what I mean? We should share in the profit. Karen.
2: No, I was going to say, you know, you talked about productivity being down and COVID and that whole thing.
0: They tell me productivity. You actually, wait a minute. I'm sorry. You wrote. You wrote. That you saw stay-at-home was great because productivity was up.
2: Because it's, but this is the thing. During that, that time people realized their value because industry shut down, businesses were closed, they started to recognize everybody was quote unquote, an essential employee, that they did not have to be in an office building in order to be effective or to be productive depending on the industry. And so I think Charlie is right. People now, you have a lot of gig employees, people have gone back to school or they've started their own business. They use independent vendors. So they're starting to realize their value. And I think that they are now operating from a position of leverage that they all of a sudden realized that they didn't before.
4: Well, they're particularly operating from a point of leverage now because notice that you end up with uh, unemployment rate that is 3.4%, which is as low as it can get. In fact, it's, it's lower lie. than they thought they could get. It's a lie, right?
0: <laughs> do you agree that unemployment rate is true. Lie?
4: Well, I do know this. You have a huge number of people that are not participating in the workforce. Oh, pause,
5: pause, the, pause.
0: Richard, did you hear that? Huge number
5: you know there wait. are many things that are not counted okay living, wait a minute though wait
0: a minute man before you guys guys he's he's right We're, the unemployment number's a lie it's the labor participant nobody half have to, have to, have the people that can work aren't aren't and,
4: and I understand why they wouldn't I'll two out of five people I was in Iowa for example I was there a person had a bar we,
0: we, 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 Barry, the I'm bar so, and sorry, sorry. she said she We're wanted to continue to working Iowa.
4: but she says she can't work why? Because the cost for medical care is so high mm-hmm. that if she continues working, she cannot afford to continue because she will not be able to afford the premium. She is better off not working, mm-hmm. and that way her medical care will not cost her anything.
2: So has the government created a landscape that they or people within there complain about or they say is counterproductive? As, as Richard? Richard?
5: Yeah, most of the rest of the industrial world provides medical care to everybody, cradle to grave, whether you're employed or unemployed, had nothing to do with it, and therefore it doesn't figure in the calculations of business. You pay a general social tax, and everybody's medical care is taken care of. The United States is the only major industrial country that doesn't do it, and then it discovers Gee, that's not an efficient system. It's keeping people out of work, etc. Oh, this is a big you brainless mentality. I'm everybody sorry. That I know. love yeah.
0: this shit. I'm a nerd. I'm uh, an economic nerd. I love this crap. Can you guys stay for another hour. Europe,
4: they get socialized I, medicine. However, well, we've to call it socialized. Have, well, okay. It's
0: okay. government medicine. I'm sorry. I called Richard Pinko call and, and a but socialist.
4: Have, but everybody but that he I likes there, it. Ends up having private insurance. My Martin Van brunnen for example, who runs my German operation, what? he said that his dad died because Van he Braun? got on a waiting list and he did not get. He did. He couldn't have an operation because it took him nine months. And he died before he could get to have the surgery. Okay,
2: but think about people who are here. He died before also, he got to Paris. Who are also waiting because they cannot afford it. They don't go to the doctor. Or you've got them in an industry that, that's focused so much on profit and not patient care.
4: You don't have to sell me on the fact that our medical costs are idiotic. All right, time out. That in my book.
0: That's right. It's in his book. and We're going to get to the book. I know Rich, Richard's, like, Richard's off camera going, I got to get the fuck out of here. Somebody <laughs> get me the fuck out of here. Okay, no, I'm going to do it. I, I, but you do Charlie, it. Charlie, I really I wish to, I could Yeah, no time constraints. Okay, listen. Th- fuck it. Okay. You guys need to go because I got stuff.
5: I have to. Don't I need do you guys. To, but I, okay. But I offer, you want me to do this again? Just get in touch. I'd be glad to Always. come on again.
0: Are you
1: kidding and me.
5: With- And with my 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 cohort here, I'd be happy to come back and continue as well.
0: Dude, you are the best. Can I ask it? Wait, wait, no, wait, hold on a minute. Let me just wrap it up and then you ask. You know what what I'm saying? I'm totally making room. Go ahead. Uh Richard wolf America's most prominent, preeminent (laughs) Marxist economist, very brilliant man. Perry Johnson, quality guru. Oh, man, I got so much here, dude. Know, Will you come back? No,
2: we didn't talk back? about the debate. We didn't okay. talk about you know, that. No, no,
0: because yeah. we didn't even get to how the Republican Well, National I do have Comin- to say this.
4: Okay. Okay. I, Hang I, for it, Richard. I, have respect for, for the guy. I met all the criteria to get on the debate stage. In fact, Fox News contacted our people to arrange a walkthrough. That was on Friday. Mm-hmm. And then on Monday at 11 o'clock at night—it might have been 11.20— I get a call from Rana telling me that they decided to look at the polls and they're gonna disqualify two of my polls. One of them they disqualified because they applied a totally different standard to it than any other poll. Make it listen, make this tight. And make bottom it. line is I filed with the FEC because what they did was illegal. They fucked you. They did.
0: And you know what? And I'm not all gonna all you stand were gonna get it. was one of them crappies shit's at the end where you never got to say anything anyway oh they got to say how stop. much did you spend on your uh chaotic journey to be president how much did you spend over there in uh, Iowa? so far 11 million and how much did you spend to run for governor of about state? 20 mil bro 19, 19 i know your quality gorilla. Yeah. Give me a million. I'm, I'll make you something. Right. you already all something. Right. You know that. Wait, hold on. We're going to we do a commercial break. Don't walk out like that. Okay. Richard oh, Yeah, I'm sorry, Karen. Exactly. I
2: have one question. I just wanted yeah. to ask Richard if he would consider supporting Perry in, for the next president of the United States. Uh,
5: I, I don't think he's a Marxist. Listening, listening to Perry, I could not in all honesty do that. Because listening to him, I'm reminded of what my father told me about the government here in the United States. It's the best government money can buy. And boy, does it buy it.
0: Or if I I can tell. Hold on, Richard. I got the last parting one here, which is remember this, Barry, always Richard. Remember this. A fool in his money. Are soon parted. Are soon elected.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank Very you, gentlemen. Good. Let's go. To, right, let's go to the. Let's go to the video here. Hold on. Let's go to American Coney Island. Pumped. Oh, come on. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. I know. We got to be a little more nimble. That's all right. A Little more nimble. He was
2: engrossed in the conversation. He, he knew.
0: He knew. He knew right here.
2: He was paying attention uh, though. He was, you know, Marcus uh, listening.
0: I think just, I missed that part.
4: My whole fucking week. Okay, I, I gotta go. Just, just,
0: sit walk there, Perry, the just sit there, Perry. Just
2: sit there. just doesn't want you to cross the camera two seconds. Just do it. Just <laughs> walk fix across it it it. In post. No,
0: man, we're gonna sit here. We're actually gonna sit here. And you're gonna know my frustration I know. with my whole family here. And sometimes we're just not fucking prepared to like do it. And like, let's do it. And we're, we're, Don't move, I'm, Perry. I'm gonna be late. I, yep. No, you won't. And you we're gonna time it on Mark make it a time, no because I have to go. To in I have, the have dick to do something here. before I let I'm tired t- of being the dick around. I gotta right. go. Three ground control to Major mine Ten seconds. Ten seconds, Mark. One, two. What the three, hell? What the fuck? Four, do five, six. All right, walk okay. the hell out while I eat, man. Hi, thanks, guys. Give me this right here. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. Enjoy it. Good seeing you. Thanks. Okay. Take care. Bye, bye. Perry, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna do you good in this next part. It go to No BS News Hour on YouTube, all right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I know. Why? Why what? Why, why, why like, can't you click the button and it comes on?
3: Uh, that's what I tried to do, oh and it didn't.
0: Uh, didn't we do that and pre it? You got something else?
3: I have no excuse.
2: Let's you and I talk then, Charles.
0: No, no, because it'll be nonsense. No, we don't no, talk nonsense. No, no, I'm not, I'm not doing nice. People like I'm when they actually hear what the fuck's going on okay. here.
2: Okay, well, we will talk what do you want about. To, what, what would the, you like to talk about? How did you like talking to Perry Jones? Oh, please,
0: <laughs> really, really. Yeah. 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 What, is, what is this? All
2: right. Well, you, I like what I like what Richard. No, said no. Let the, we go like the, this. You
0: called me today and you said, "Well, what could we do better?" And I said. Everybody around here can do better.
2: I understand, but that's a technical difficulty.
0: Yeah, but the, the technical difficulty was left sitting here Mark, from last week.
2: I'm trying to cover for you. <laughs> I, no, never, no, I, I don't I, like I, that. I'm, I'm,
0: I'm that's what's going on in the country. Everybody's covering. Well, why, why weren't we ready?
2: Well, they're covering just from ineptness. I'm trying to cover
0: because- Oh, now you're tech- calling Mark inept. No, that's fucked up, Mark. That's difficulty. bullshit.
2: No, I said-
0: <laughs> I'm against that.
2: No, I said- Did that's you just people- call him No, or? I said that's what people in the country are doing. I'm trying to cover for him because this is out of his control. It's a technical
0: difficulty. He does not identify okay, well with then, being inept.
2: Then I will not cover for you, Mark.
0: Mark, play this outside. Why do you have
2: it ready? so I'll just feed into
0: it. Way to go, I brother. don't know why I in my underpants. I don't know why these wolves are following me, but I need sausage. I got ten minutes or A good wiener. So. is hard to find, so make sure Richard got ten minutes, Perry got kind. ten minutes, Karen got ten minutes. I have all night.
1: You do. You may run with a pack, but everything <laughs> ain't meant to Red be
0: Where is Red? You know what Red <laughs> Texas can't make it. Uh, DTE's over here.
1: No yeah, need to it. cross the desert. No need to cross aid. mine. Need. Who Show these up. wolves be? Show up early, Get back, stay bitch. Early. Sausage. The old work model. Order That's a Coney cake directly to your door at AmericanConeyIsland.com. Fuck you, DTE.
2: Slash. You need a slash on that. Oh, and
0: by the way, let me uh, tell you about next Evo. I can't sleep. I'm feeling anxious can't sleep can't think what do you do you can't sleep can't think what do you do you get yourself some next evo Mm, they got stress and sleep complex listen it's natural karen takes it how is how's it working karen
2: it's fine it's calming
0: Uh, it's calming so is this rush rush to the thing okay (laughs) listen stay well this summer with uh uh fall at fall with Smarter CBD from Next Evo Naturals, go to nextevo.com slash BS, get 25% off, plus a free bottle of premium pure CBD, which I'm not sure is stress or sleep. I think it's either or. So I did you, get a
2: bottle of that. I'm going to try that. I didn't try that one, though. Uh, thanks, so it came, thanks, Karen, it, came, it came with the, the
0: order. The, the advertiser is happy to hear that. It's well, they should be sitting on I, my I, Listen, uh, I Wait ordered. a minute, Kirby. Did you try it? And? Okay, no, no lying here because she okay, wouldn't dare. Okay, there she gave me. She, oh, she doesn't like to be on camera yet. She could be like this. I wouldn't have said it.
2: No, she wouldn't. That's what
0: she did. <laughs> so it worked for you, and because, because, come on, you were in here a couple of weeks ago, tripping. We all got the anxiety, right? <laughs> oh boy, we do. We all got the modern anxiety. You were tripping, like it worked. I did since I
2: couldn't I mention it.
0: That's all I could say. That's all I could say. We're
2: not liars, Charlie. And and the, you said the advertisers would be upset. They should be happy. I didn't ask for any. I paid for it without the slash and the, without the discount. I'm supporting. You didn't
0: do the slash. I didn't do the slash. You, the us. Slash. you fuck us. <laughs> Listen, Kirby says yeah, it worked did. for her. Did, it, did Did you feel better without being narcotized? Okay, it wasn't like being high or you know getting on the oxy or some shit. It was wasn't eating a brownie. No, one like that. And you've eaten the brownie. Eating the brownie make you weird.
2: So this conversation, Mark. <laughs> does the does the
0: CBD make you feel weird? No. Just like you know, not all. Spaced regulated yeah. without pharmaceuticals. Okay, there you go. So that's next. N e x t e v o. Put their fee. N e x t e v o dot slash no bs. That is true. Yeah. That's a true one.
2: That's an organic endorsement.
0: And and so's the product.
2: I understand.
0: It is. <laughs> Remember ADR experience overseeing more than a quarter billion dollars in private construction projects since 2001, reduce your costs, increase your bottom line, get somebody to help you cut through the bullshit of city hall, state bureaucracy, even the feds. That's Barry Ellen Tuck at ADR. Get the job done right on time, on budget. 248 318 9424. Cost you nothing just to ask. All right. Oh my God. That was insane.
3: That was. That was great. I love it. That was it. good.
2: Was this a bad show? No. I wish it had been longer. I, Kirby, mean, I would have liked to hear that conversation. Kirby, was this
0: a bad show? You think the young people would like it? No. No.
2: Well, I mean, her, 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 her what, didn't you get a double one, one of your degrees in economics? Okay, she joke. was an econ major, major.
0: Did you get the minor? Uh,
2: yeah, I did a double minor in
0: economics and finance. Double minor. Yeah. Double minor economics at Syracuse. No joke, university. In finance and economics. And for you assholes uh, calling me Chucky on the you know, social media, <laughs> which I could give a fuck about. Yeah, man. Finance and economics. Right here, girl. The PCE. It's the... Uh, Mark, I, what about I, you? It's the...
2: Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll stay out of personal
0: that. Personal <laughs> consumption expenditures. Whew. That is how the feds measure inflation. Mine was far more useless. Core. They she, take out food. Mine too. <laughs> Kirby, they take out food and they take out gas. And they're like, what do people actually spend? They ask business owners what you've sold. That's over 4%. The feds wanted it too. And when... Consumer price index, you know, the survey they do, was at nine. Mm-hmm. The consumption index was at five. So we're over four. four. Inflation's out of control. Listen to what are these, two, these two old dudes.
2: Yeah, but they know.
0: They talked more shit in common than they wanted to do. The end of it is, it's bullshit. Okay, Want to want to hear some stuff of oh, Perry? Perry Perry got dicked. You know what? Perry's got to fire anybody that's advising him. They couldn't get him on the the ticket in Michigan. They couldn't get him on the stage in Iowa. The guy spent nineteen million.
2: I would have gotten him on both for for, for less, Exactly. less, a little less than that.
0: Is, exactly <laughs> seriously exactly. But
2: that's the thing, though. You know, and it, he and James Craig, not being politicians, they are you know, green and they not necessarily know and they see and people see and smell money and they get involved and do things that aren't necessarily effective. Um, you know what's interesting or, or about more, that. Is hmm?
0: Is these are major players. Yeah. They're major players. The, come on, that, that guy?
2: Yeah, I know.
0: Perry? Yeah. That's a major player. James Craig is a major mm-hmm. player. How they can be taken advantage of. Yeah. But, in, in this game called politics.
2: But you assume that people will at least do what they're supposed to do they, and what look, they're pa- what they're being paid to no, do.
0: No, no, the game, is, the game no. is just to make the money. And it is, yeah. but it's you, just but to you make have to
2: know. Just like people, when you have street teams, they'll take those it's, it's, kicker cards and it's they'll, they'll go the and they'll throw them away. I mean, yeah, you just got to know the game.
0: Okay, you want to know the big loser of the Republican debates last night? <laughs> Who? <laughs> I know. Was Fox News. Fox News. Fox. You got... You fired Tucker Carlson. Donald Trump's telling you to kiss his ass. And uh, clip number one, Trump with Tucker Carlson on Crooked Joe Biden. It's so bad. He's the
1: worst president in the history of our country. (laughs) I don't think he's going to make it to the gate, but, you know, you never know but he's a corrupt person. So corrupt that I took the name off Hillary, you know? I don't do two people at one time. I took the crooked Hillary and I made it, I retired the name, that was a good day for her. I think he's worse uh, mentally than he is physically, and physically he's not exactly uh, a triathlete or any kind of an athlete. You look at him, he can't walk to the helicopter, He, he walks. It's funny. He can't lift his feet out of the grass. You know, it's only two inches at the White House, right? It's not a lot. But you watch him and it looks like he's walking on toothpicks. And then you see him on the beach where he can't lift a chair. You know, those chairs are meant to be light, right? They're like two ounces. You lift them up. He can't lift the chair. He can't walk to the chair. And I I don't know what they're doing with the beach. You know, this beach is seeming to play a big role, but they love pictures of him on the beach. I think he looks terrible on the beach. He looks terrible on the beach. Skinny legs. Well, he can't walk through the sand. You know, sand is not that easy to walk through, but when he walks through it, he can't walk through the sand so
0: there's that
2: but, but but trump trump f's with people's
1: heads he gets in there he
2: gets in there he does he gets in their heads and that's okay. how he, he's he like a bully their in their school. by not going there yeah <laughs> okay. that too
0: now here's trump on uh vice president kamala harris she speaks in uh in rhyme you know it's weird it's
1: weird but she has bad moments and in rhyme Well, the way she talks, the bus will go here, and then the bus will go there, because that's what buses do. It's weird. The whole thing is weird. This is not a president of the United States future. And uh, I think they probably have some kind of a primary, and other people will get
0: involved. It might be Perry Johnson. (laughs) Okay, so... uh... Here's uh, Trump addressing his own troubles, his, his four indictments and his 91 felony counts.
1: When somebody gets indicted, your poll numbers go down. When somebody gets indicted, you announce, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'll be leaving to spend time with my family and to fight for the rest of my life on this stuff. But you're out of politics. I got indicted four times. All trivia, nonsense, bullshit. It's all bullshit. It's horrible when you look and, and you look at what they're doing uh, the boxes hooks. I'm covered by the Presidential Records Act. I'm allowed to do exactly that. He's not covered, and he's got 25 times the number of boxes, and he's got them stored in Chinatown. He's got them stored in a flimsy garage underneath his Corvette.
2: You know what I've noticed, too? <laughs> his hair is white now.
0: Yeah. He's aging gracefully.
2: I understand that, I mean, but the, all the orange is gone. <laughs> it's a good
0: move. It's a good move. He's a new person. He's, I, he's, did
2: you notice that? He's,
0: he's totally, reborn. He's totally different. That's what many indictments and riots and he's to do for with, you.
2: And, and he's friends with Tucker Carlson Let me now.
0: just, he's got so many troubles that even when you die, it turns gray. <laughs> yeah. Now, this thing, is, as I speak, uh, last time I checked, about 225 million views. Yeah. So Fox got decked. Now, here's Fox. I, I like to call it the kids table. Hmm. All right? Here's the... Um, Vivek uh, Ramashwamy talking about being an outsider and what we need to do. And the reality is you have a bunch of people, professional politicians, super PAC puppets, following slogans handed over
1: to them by their 400-page super PACs last week. The real choice we face in this primary
0: is this. Do you want a super PAC puppet? Or do you want a patriot who speaks the truth? Do you want incremental reform, which is what you're hearing about? Or do you want
3: revolution?
0: Mm, I don't like revolution. I'm going to tell you (laughs) what. The beer truck doesn't show up during a revolution. (laughs)
3: That's true.
0: Now, I'm noticing this cat. He's very smart. Like him. They reached out a couple months ago. Like, you want to have mine? I'm like, sure, we'll have mine. Who knows? I don't really give a shit, but come on, Vivek. Vivek.
2: That looked like an episode of Parks and Rec last night.
0: It, it did. And now um, here's Chris Christie oh. giving him the, what the
3: fuck are you talking about, Willis? I've had enough already tonight of a guy who sounds like ChatGPT <laughs> standing up here. The last person in one of these debates, Brett, who stood in the middle of the stage and said, what's a skinny guy with an odd last name doing up here was Barack Obama. And I'm afraid we're dealing with the same type of amateur standing
2: stage tonight. But they Ouch. booed Chris Christie. I mean, he was just out there trying to get some type of support or applause. No, he d- I, just, I, I don't think he gave a they, fuck. He was
0: telling the truth. Yeah,
2: But, but, but they were. Brutal. But when he
0: left New Jersey, because I was covering mm-hmm. him then. His approval rating was like 8%. I mean, he was.
2: They were brutal for him last
0: night. Now, having said that, we're not even going to do DeSantis because he was boring, but Vivek, same thing military on the border? Mr.
1: Ramaswamy, you would not support an increase of funding to Ukraine.
3: I would not. And I think that this is
0: disastrous that we are protecting against an invasion across somebody else's border when we should use those same military resources to prevent across the invasion of our own
5: southern border here in the United States of America.
0: Shut the fuck up, dude. You don't use the military to stop the invasion. It's called the Third Country Agreement. Wherever an asylum seeker first lands, that's where they go to get their asylum. If you're coming through Mexico, that's where you get it. If you're coming through Canada, that's what you get it. You've heard on this show, Trudeau was crying because the border border was so porous. That's what we need to do. We're not going to drop paratroopers into Mexico. That's not what a neighbor does. All right? Now, here's Nikki Haley telling Ramaswamy. Shut the fuck up with all your practice lines.
2: You want Nikki. to go and defund Israel? Does, you want
4: to
3: Okay, give let me Tyler address that. I'm glad you, you brought want
1: that up. To go I'm, I'm going to address
2: each of those right now. You this is the false lies of, right use use of a professional politician.
3: There Under you have it. Your watch, so you will the reality make America is America
1: less safe. you have no me, foreign policy experience and it shows. And you know what? There's the, it the shows. foreign policy experience
0: that you
3: I thought she was good, man. I was surprised by her.
0: None of, nobody won, nobody lost. And, no, well, Trump wins. And, 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 <laughs> yeah. Once again,
3: Trump it, always wins. Trump's, oh, this should
0: be the, something. They,
2: they were cheering him on and defending him the, from the audience last night.
0: <laughs> now what? I know you got to get out. Everybody's got to get out. But uh, as, as this is the cover for you to get out, oh, okay. I wish Perry could have stayed for a second. I think you want to stay for a second because you're in this. I wanted to ask him what he thought about my... characterization of him. I I played him once in a bit here on the No Bullshit News Hour. Red played James Craig. You played Roop Raj. When they found out they were all kicked off the ballot because they hired people that got them bogus signatures, paid about $7 million for it. Um, We got that, Mark? Yep. Tonight on Let It Rip... From heroes to zeros, two Michigan bozos who couldn't manage their own campaigns. Former Detroit Police Chief James E. Craig and self anointed equality guru Perry Johnson both kicked off the Republican primary ballot for governor after turning in thousands of fake signatures. And now, your host, Rup Raj.
2: Good evening, it's time to let it rip. Let's get right into it. Chief, you were the front runner. Now, you're in yesterday's newspapers.
1: Let me tell you something. I'm a cop, and I'm not going to stand for this. This is crap, and I'm a cop. And?
2: That's it. I'm a cop. Okay. Mr. Johnson, you bill yourself as a quality guru, but you spent $7 million of your own money, which amounts to about $333 for every phony signature. What does that say about your executive acumen?
0: Well, the fact of the matter is, as a practical matter, this is all scratch-and-sniff electoral fraud. The chief's correct when he says it's crap. <laughs> I mean, well, I know we turned in thousands of phony signatures. I know that, you know that, we all know that. But which ones are phony? I don't know that, you don't know that, nobody knows that. And that's <laughs> why we should be on the ballot. Now, I, I brought some examples of these so-called forward signatures. Smell that, real? Um, it,
2: it's, it's, it, it's okay. It's, it's, okay, it's okay, sir. It's you, 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 you can sit down. I'm good. You can sit down. Okay. I, it's okay. I want to throw this to Charlie Langton. Charlie, you're a lawyer. What do you make of all this? You stole fizzy lifting drinks. You bumped
0: into the ceiling, which now has to be washed and sterilized, so you get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir.
1: just yes, let me say this.
2: Yes. I, I, I know, you're a cop.
1: Don't interrupt me. I want to make an exclusive announcement right here on Lady Rip. I'm launching my write-in campaign because I'm the best candidate to unseat Governor Gretchen Whitmer. But also, I'd like to announce my running mate right here. Johnny Walker Blue. I know Johnny. I like Johnny. And I trust Johnny. He's with me everywhere I go. And, and, and let me tell you this. Blue labels matter, Rue. And I'm a cop.
2: You heard it here, folks. Right here on Let It Rip, Blue Label Matters.
0: Can I get some money? <laughs> Well, that's the show, Karen. I know you got to get out of here. We love you, Michigan. We love you, Detroit. And remember, Cleveland sucks. Wait, wait for it. It's turning up.
3: In Michigan, we love Ohioans. Take a shit, get gas, keep rolling. Come on up to Detroit town. We got lots of groovy things going down. Get some flaming cheese in historic Greek town. But best to get your ass gone before the sun goes down. Been under construction since '63. We planted lots of orange barrel construction trees. The roads here are really, really bad. The Grand Prix looked like golf road to Carlsbad We used to export the Pontiac angle mines. Now we ship away our grandpas and grandmas. The maius is everything smell, what a joke. Everyone can see he's like a walking stroke. The Detroit Tigers really suck. We give the owner millions, though his pizza suck. Yuck! crappy houses, meth heads we got plenty we even got skyscrapers they're all empty things in detroit might not be going great but there's an even bigger mistake on the lake hello cleveland